Hello and welcome to Views from the Market, Mid-Market M&A in Private Equity. I'm your host, Mario Negro, a partner in the Private Equity M&A Group at Stegman Elliott. And I'd like to introduce our guest today, Alan Chetvier, who's the Head of Investment Banking and a partner at, at Firepower. For those of you who don't know Firepower Capital, uh, they're one of the leading, if not uh, the leading investment bankers, independent investment bankers uh, in Toronto. Um, they work all across Canada. They're very active in the middle market. Alan has a, a extensive team uh, that focuses on investment banking, but uh, I'm going to leave Alan to tell us a little bit more about himself and his firm and what he what he uh, what he does at uh, Firepower. So, Alan, welcome. Thank you for joining us, and I'll turn it over to you to learn a little bit more yourself and Firepower. Thanks for having me, Mario. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. So. Happy to give a little background on, on Firepower. Uh, for those of your listeners that have not heard of us, uh, we do a few different things. Um, you may come across us in the market as uh, lenders of capital, typically lending to uh, high growth businesses, but also uh, underwriting uh, leverage buyouts, uh, mainly for, for smaller transactions, let's say uh, search fund or small private equity deals. Uh, so we manage uh, about a hundred million in assets there are three limited partnerships but as as mario said uh, i head up a team of of 12 people mainly out of toronto with a team in in montreal as well uh, and we cover uh, canada coast to coast from a sell side uh, advisory perspective mainly working with owner operated uh, businesses uh, we're we're a generalist covering what we, we define the lower middle market to be uh, companies of $150 million in, in enterprise value and below. Um, and then we also, and, and really this side of our business has grown in the pandemic. We also do a lot of uh, buy-side work, and that would be for, for large corporates uh, that tend to work in uh, fragmented industries. Um, we're also uh, owners of a few businesses. Um, and, and generally consider ourselves just a, a, an opportunistic, energetic group of people, um, you know, looking to to do good deals. Alan, uh, I mean, I know Firepower very active in the marketplace, um, on, as you pointed out, on a bunch of fronts. I wanted to get a sense from you on what you're seeing in the market, uh, play, what you're seeing in the market, what your experience has been particularly over the last year and, and frankly, currently, how, how things are, are shaping up and um, would love to get your perspective on what's what's going on, what's happening and how firepower is holding up in this in this uh, tumultuous time. For sure, for sure. Uh, I mean, <laughs> it's March, we're sitting here at the end of March, 2021. So we're a year into uh, the pandemic officially. And yeah, it's been a, it's been a roller coaster and you know, right now we definitely seem to be on a high where, you know, we've we've been busy. I can say we've been busy throughout the last 12 months. As you know, it's uh, it's always busy. Um, uh, some of the time it can be uh, a grind and you're, you're working uh, on files that, uh, you know, will end up just going sideways and uh, not closing. But really, I've sensed, and, and you know, I'm sure my colleagues would, would echo this sentiment, that over the last five, six months now, there's been a real uh, positive shift in the market, uh, you know, really in terms of 
I think you, you can boil it down to, you know, our, our sell side clients performance, but also their willingness to, um, you know, to have conversations, to engage in active sell side opportunities. And on the same time, uh, you know, buyers continue to get more and more active. Of course, uh, it's a function of industry. We were doing a lot more in software uh, disproportionately uh, over the summer uh, last year than we were pre-pandemic. Um, but as, as more industries recover and, and get their feet under them, uh, you know, you're, you're seeing you know, high-quality uh, owner-operated businesses ready to look at uh, succession planning where at the beginning of the pandemic they had uh, you know, no desire to explore that. And, and again, similarly on the, on the buy side, we're seeing active buyers who are willing to, um, you know, to take, take an approach to you know, looking at the last 12 months as being the anomaly that it is and, and price deals, you know, according to, you know, where we think things are headed in the next uh, 12 months. Now, and I wanted to, to drill down on those two points because you, you bring on uh, two, two, two kind of phenomena, I guess, that we're seeing, and I, and I appreciate your input. I mean, one is, um, you know, the fact that we're seeing so many sellers uh, in, in, you know, in the past when these kind of uh, dramatic events happened, uh, the recession in 09, the sellers went to the sidelines, but it doesn't look like, and I want to get your perspective on this, uh, it's, it seems to me that you're seeing... Uh, the sellers not go to the sidelines, but actually engage um, and, and actually be more motivated to sell in this market, as opposed to waiting out till COVID is done and kind of letting things recover. Um, and then we can talk after about the buyers, but I wanted to start there and get your thoughts on why we're seeing so many sellers in the market and, and what you're seeing. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, I would point to two things. Uh, first, what we're seeing in the public markets in terms of uh, you know, you want to compare the, the rebound in the public markets in, in the last 12 months versus, you know, the, the 2008 crisis and that they're not even in the same ballpark. So, uh, you know, you can quickly translate that to what a, what a private company can expect from a multiples perspective. And, you know, uh, the, the public markets are so frothy that you definitely have to apply a discount, but I'm sure that, uh, the, the average entrepreneur is looking at, you know, what's happening in the capital markets in general uh, and, and is you know, feeling good about uh, having conversations with buyers. A lot of their buyers would be uh, public strategics, you know, who now have you know, benefited from from continued low interest rate environment and, and have, you know, stocks at all time highs. So I think there's that. And I also think, you know, we've seen over the last uh, five years that, uh, you know, from a demographic uh, perspective, you know, we've been waiting for this wave of sellers, you know, baby boomers who are looking to retire, but who have continued to push it out just out of a desire to continue to run and grow their businesses. But I think the pandemic has really helped to illustrate, you know, how, how quickly, you know, your, your plans can change and that if you are, you know, considering an exit uh, in the in the next uh, 12, 24 months, you know, it's better to be proactive about it while the sun is shining. And on the other side, um, Alan, I know, you know, and obviously we focus on private equity, uh, 
but we we've seen no shortage of buyers. Frankly, we're probably seeing more buyers than ever, uh, even with the, the the border closed, at least from the perspective of U.S. or foreign buyers. And I wanted to get a sense from you, your experience on who who are these buyers that you're seeing come to the table? Have they changed during the pandemic, or or um, you know? And from a private equity perspective, are you seeing the private equity firms uh, active uh, and aggressive as they've been historically? Yeah, I would say if you if you look back at uh, our, our transactions you know, over the life of our firm, it's been you know, the, the vast majority of, of our clients have sold to strategics. Uh, that said, we, we typically market to both private equity and strategics. And I would say, you know, you are seeing private equity be more active than strategics in sectors that would have been, uh, you know, harder hit than others. Um, like you know, manufacturing, uh, metal fabrication, things that definitely had an immediate halt, but then uh, picked back up. Um, we're seeing certainly international uh, strategics who we think are, you know, we're, we're in market with an opportunity where we thought, you know, a few European players would be a great fit for our client. And, you know, they just didn't engage because, they're they're still you know licking their wounds from their own uh, you know lockdowns. We're also think weighing in the difficulty that would be involved in doing a remote deal, where you know private equity buyers tend to be U.S. based, you know understand you know culturally the the similarities between U.S. and Canada and can get their head around uh, you know closing potentially without having set foot. Uh, on the premises of, of our client, um, but they're also open to, you know, trying to navigate uh, the, the border and get across. So, yeah, I'd say you, you're still seeing activity from strategics, but private equity is picking up the pace and you know, it's for all those reasons. And also, I mean, they've got capital to deploy and uh, I think did a good job continuing to fundraise over the last 12 months. So you, they've got to now get that money out the door. And, and Alan, I, I, you know, one of the things I've been surprised at during COVID is, you know, I would have thought we would have seen a bit of softness on the, on the multiples front so that, you know, expectations of the parties would have kind of softened up a little bit. Sellers probably just happy to be selling during this time and buyers probably appreciative that, uh, you know, this time has probably calmed, calmed the, the, the higher multiples that existed prior to COVID. But uh, I've noticed that that hasn't been the case. And I wanted to get a sense from you, what you're seeing on the ground, like our, our multiples seem to be holding up. I wanted to get your perspective on uh, what you're seeing for pricing on these businesses for sale and, and who's paying these amounts and, and what, what, you know, buyers are asking from these sellers in, in this environment. Yeah. So, so yeah, like we're, we're a market with a, uh, a, a software opportunity right now, and you know the 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 multiple expansion that that opportunity has seen in the last six or nine months, you know, is beyond what we would have guessed. It, you know, we're, we're seeing interest at at levels that you know we did not communicate at the beginning of this mandate. So that's very positive. You know, for for more, uh, say, uh, old economy manufacturing opportunities definitely seeing a return to, you know, directionally the same multiples that we would have looked at pre-pandemic, let's say for, for clients that we engaged with 
uh, ahead of the pandemic and what, where we would have thought value was going to end up. We're, we're ending up where we thought we would. Um, you know, the, the real uh, battle tends to be, you know, what, what everybody called, you know, EBITDA before COVID uh, at the early days of the pandemic. And, and, you know, what it really boils down to in the Canadian market is how uh, buyers view the uh, emergency wage subsidy, which just about every one of our clients took advantage of versus how a seller views it from a, a normalization point of view and you know how they would have run their businesses differently had they not got this subsidy. So on the multiple side, you know, very consistent, if, if not up, I think you're correct there, um, but really trying to have this uh, debate over, you know, how to treat uh, those, those real lockdown months. And, you know, I'm looking forward to, you know, the, the next quarter so that, you know, from a trailing 12 months, those, those worst three months are behind us. We don't even have to talk about it. And, and Alan, are you, are you seeing, generally speak, speaking, all the players will be willing to play, pay more, like, if, you know, strategics, private equity firms, is there just a general uplift on, on prices in those sectors that have obviously experienced the uplift? Are all the buyers willing to pay more or, or do you notice that it tends to be more private equity or more strategic? Yeah. I mean, I think again, those who, uh, you know, those strategics in, in that example I gave you who bowed out, I think it's an under, out of an understanding of knowing where the market is and then self-selecting out because they just can't get there. But you know, the buyers are sophisticated enough to know. And, and I think we, we tend to give pretty clear guidance on, you know, our expectations. So um, I, I think you have a bit of that, but uh, again, I, what I hear from, you know, private buyers is that they're challenged by, um, you know, what they're seeing in the, the, the public markets to compete with a buyer, you know, who's been the beneficiary of this, you know, let's say it's technology or even other sectors that have just enjoyed uh, a strong stock appreciation in the last 12 months and can use that as currency for deals. The private guys are having a hard time to keep up with that. And certainly for those, uh, those those industries that are trading on a revenue multiple. And I I wanted to ask you from a from a just private equity buyer perspective, Alan. Like, are they uh, seeing any other uniqueness about the terms that they're offering? I, I know that um, you mentioned earlier that at least with respect to diligence, they're they're doing deals without crossing the border. Those ones who are from outside of Canada. Anything else you're seeing unique from private equity buyers at the moment in the marketplace that, that uh, you know, grab your attention or, or a little different than they used to do it? Uh, you know, at the early stages, we were seeing disproportionately you know, more earnouts to try to, you know, deal with, you know, as I was talking about that, that those lockdown quarters uh, and, that that that's continuing on is how uh, how private equity will get to the higher end of you know the, a multiple range will be you know heavily based on earnouts. So um, you know I'm expecting that that trend will will dissipate as you know people start to uh, you know burn off those 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 worst COVID months. But we certainly continue to see that. And I one last question for you, Alan. I always find. Uh, 
you're close to the ground. You got a good sense of where the markets go. Where do you do? You, do you have a sense? Uh, what's your perspective on where the market's going from a uh, a deal perspective? Uh, you know, in the next twelve months, as we kind of start to to look at a post post uh, lockdown world, what's what's your sense of deal flow, or what's the pipeline look like for you? Yeah, as I said, that the last five six months have been extremely strong on on two fronts, you know, in, in just in terms of entrepreneurs being ready to have conversations about exiting their business and and also with with deals that are further along that maybe would have stalled at some point in the last 12 months, we're seeing buyers, uh, you know, ready to move on and, you know, come to terms with, uh, you know, the, the last 12 months as being a complete anomaly. Um, so I, I view that as very positive, and I, I think the, the the sentiment is going to continue for at least the rest of of 2021. So you know, we're we're very excited. We think it's going to be a, a, a busy year. So looking forward to doing some deals with you. All right. Well, thank you, Alan. I really appreciate it. Thank you for your time, and and uh, uh, look forward to to working together.